Yes, here we are for another episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. Joy Sounds brings you the brightest emerging artists in music. And on today's show, we present a very talented hip-hop artist and piano player, Sugi Dax. Sugi talks about how his experience teaching music at a juvenile detention center shaped him as an artist. We also hear about the daily racism he faced while growing up and how that's expressed in his music. Sugi, along with his band, performed three powerful songs live from the Joy Sound Studio. They performed Crazy, Victimized, and The Journey. So let's get into today's show with Sugi Dax. He makes music you need to know. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And Sugi, we got uh, your band with you, too. Yo, yo, we got Jaron Heidelberg. Hello. My main man on the drums. We got Michael Placencia. He kills hey. it on bass and guitar. What's up, y'all? And oh, congos, man. but you know, it's going to come. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for being here. So, uh, Sugi, give us a little background on you. Uh, uh, yeah. where, where are you from? And... Uh, yeah. How you came to music. Yeah. Um. So I grew up in this tiny town called Lakeport in Northern California. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was like 5,000 people when I was growing up. <clears throat> and um, I really, um, I was, I was really doing a lot of basketball, actually. I wasn't really into music growing up. I was, um, I would always take music because all my friends were taking music. So mm-hmm. I was literally in uh, like marching band, jazz band, and concert band. I was actually playing trumpet at that time too, so I played trumpet as well. All right. Um, but yeah, I was just taking it because all my friends were taking it. Um, but my main focus or my main like drive was like basketball. Like I was just trying to like be on the team and like had all these goals for basketball. And then um, I was taking. Uh, I was like one of those kids where my parents like forced me to take piano, but I never practiced or. That's anything. all of us. Yeah, 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 that's right, all of us. Right. And, you know, I hated it the entire time. And then um, in high school, I was like, no, I'm done with this piano stuff. Like, So I actually stopped playing piano. I started playing piano when I was like, I want to say like 11, 10 or 11. Okay. And then stopped like when, once I got to high school. And then uh, focused more on basketball, you know, was like trying to, trying to play in college. And then, uh, you know, tried to... Try to go through. It was. It wasn't even like a big. I was going to D three school. I just wanted to, you know, play in college. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't that sort of thing. But um, and then pretty much, long story short, I like didn't make the team, <laughs> and so, and so you hey, know. Hey man, but neither did Michael Jordan the yeah, first time right, around. Right. Shoot. I'm sure you maybe, heard. Maybe I should have tried again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I didn't make the team, and then you know I think school as well was always sort of like a side thing it wasn't like a main focus so i would always do good in school because you had to do good in school to play basketball so that that was the incentive so pretty much uh when when i didn't make the team i had like you know all this free time of like and you know just really feeling down and being like what what am i going to do with myself now like this is the only thing i've like ever wanted to do and it's like kept me going through like my entire life up to this point so it was it was definitely one of the one of the hardest times I would say in in my life in terms of like trying yeah. to trying to re refine like my passions and like what what keeps me going each day, and pretty much what ended up happening was I would like go to the music building and like just go into like a practice room and start playing piano just to like you know soak in my sorrows and you know just try to like vent and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was doing that for like months, and then like by the end of 
my freshman year, I was like, wow, like I'm getting kind of like good at piano, just like sitting here and just like doing it for fun. Pretty much after my freshman year going into my summer, I was like, man, what am I going to do for my summer? And then I randomly found this program um, that that was in Boston where you go around to different uh, juvenile detention centers and you teach kids music there. Really? And um, and the whole point is to, you know, like be a positive like role model for them and like, you know, cause, and give them like an area where they can express themselves because, you know, in that, in that scene. So like, important. Yeah, they, they just get told what to do and they... They have all these things going on inside yeah. them that they have. They have nowhere to like express it. So, so I did that for a summer, and that that really like you know uh, changed just my whole outlook on music and like what what it could really do for people. Because I really saw like like how amazingly grateful they were just to like be able to sit there and um, you know just like just like write out like a lot of things that they that was going through their mind and like you know just get it all on the page instead yeah. of follow it up yeah and um i was i was known as you know the hip-hop guy i i really like before like i would just rap with my friends for fun i never really took it seriously but then um when i went there you know i was sort of like the hip-hop guy so everyone wanted to work with me and we did like cypher and freestyle and like write and so yeah it, i think it just like really it really impacted my life and saw i just saw like i was like man like really music like really can matter what that's a that's yeah. a landmark moment clearly yeah, yeah exactly and so after that i was like man i'm gonna take music like very seriously now and so that kind of that kind of like sparked it for me to like actually take piano lessons and then declare like a jazz piano major and like kind of like, things just started happening from there but um I did you say, find that you fit in with a traditional music curriculum and oh music no. program <laughs> yeah, yeah so so my school was very like more on the traditional and jazz curriculum side but it was a liberal arts school so that was that was a good part about it because they they do they were lenient on like what <clears throat> what they, they could let you experiment though good so but they pretty much the only downside was no one like all they knew was like classical and jazz like they didn't know like popular music or right anything. sure sure and so you know i couldn't i couldn't they didn't understand rap music like at all, and so I would I would even bring it up. I was, I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of stories <laughs> that I could go where the teachers just like the teachers really didn't like me, except for the jazz teacher. <laughs> um, and it was because you know a you lot challenged them. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, they just assumed I was like this lazy. Yeah, lazy yeah. Kid. No, I mean, I, I could definitely see an artist like you. Being a, a challenge for a traditional teacher, so I'm yeah. not I'm not surprised by that. But uh, yeah. I always love to hear about it too. So yeah, that, definitely. I think it's a good thing actually on both sides that you're challenging the the, the teachers yeah. and crazy. Challenging you. <laughs> so crazy story was like oh, she pretty much hated me until my senior year, and then my senior year, like you just put on like the senior performance where it's like an hour long music of original music. Yeah. Um, and so pretty much you have to do like checkpoints with all the teachers, and so. The entire time, I knew I wanted to like play piano and rap, and I knew that I wanted to do that, but I knew it wasn't gonna fly with like any of them. <laughs> and so, pretty much, I would like when I, when I would go to the checkpoint, I would like, um, you know, play all the songs and then not tell them I was doing that last song because you only had to do like three songs, and then you would have to like type everything out about what you're supposed to do. And so, I just like left the blank. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm playing this weird jazz fusion song. I didn't. And I was like, I think I'm gonna put vocals, but I'm not sure. Like, I'll tell you. And so, <laughs> and so, like, pretty much leading up to the concert, they didn't know I was gonna do it. You and, kept it underground. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then I did it. 
I was like, <laughs> and they actually liked it. And I was like, I was amazed. Cause at that point I felt like they they all came up to me and they're like, wow, like that was amazing. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, well, like, wow, you actually, you're talking to me like <laughs> with a smile, like I've never seen this. And then um, um, commencement for, for graduation, they pick um, two music students to, uh, to play in front of like the whole entire graduation as like to, you know, to, to represent the the music department. And they picked me as one of them. And I was like, what? Wow. Like, so it, it kind of like, it Go was like- Go from wasted potential to featured I know, graduation. It was, like, it was like that movie-esque moment where I like, it came out on top at the very end. Yes. It was, it was, it was yeah. pretty funny. That's awesome. But, um, That's awesome. Yeah. And then you made your way down to Los Angeles pretty soon after graduation? As the week after, I came down with a friend who he was trying to get into film. So- okay. All I knew, all I knew was um, uh, a, f- a friend who manages me now, helps manage me. <clears throat> he graduated two years before at Whitman, and um, he came down and was like trying to do management, like music management, music mm-hmm. marketing stuff. So he was really my only contact going in. And so <laughs> when I came down here, like um, I really didn't know anyone, didn't like know what to do. So you know, I was just like working, like parking valet and. Um, Working at grocery stores and working uh, at Chipotle. Sounds know, just, like the LA experience. Yeah, man. right. Just doing the grind <laughs> and just like really being depressed, <laughs> but still making music the whole time. Being like, I don't even know, like, what, yeah. what's gonna happen? And it's crazy. So, well, I want to hear you guys play. All right, yeah. Let's what's do the first it. tune you want to play? This first song that we have for you is called "Crazy," and it's about. Here's the thing. It was. It was very. It was a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very relevant I wanna, story. I want to hear the thing. No, yeah, the no thing. I, it's not really a specific story, but it's just like it's just. I feel like a comment. Th- like I'm like broke, you know. And especially back then when I was like working at Chipotle, I was like very very broke. Yeah. Um. And you know the whole dating scene like doesn't really work because you gotta like like go to restaurants and like pay for food and stuff. Yeah, that's and it's the like truth. that's the truth. And right. And you know, I don't I can't afford that. So it's like it's dry for many, many seasons. So that's that inspired uh inspired the song. Because well it inspired the song go like trying to go on days and being like and then being like, wow, I can't actually like pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember I remember being on dates and just hoping like she wouldn't order on the right side of the menu. You're like, let's stick on the left yeah. side of the menu where the prices are a little down. Right. You know, and it's you, like, you oh. Know, you you, you gotta... don't want to give us the vibe that like, oh, yo, yeah. we should, you know, keep Hit it the, cheap. And da, da, da. You just want to be cool <laughs> so you don't really say anything and then you it just take, you take a big L. Yeah. yeah well, so, yeah. Expectations. Okay. Expectations, We're getting bro. to know Sugi very well yeah, exactly. here on right. Joy Sound. Thank you. Um, this is awesome. Uh, so, let's hear you guys play. So, this is Sugi Dax performing Crazy. Thank you. 
Cold plans, so you add it up Chopping it, yes sir Add it up, I know everyone want a piece of the pie But don't try, uh Ain't no time for the back there Bulls and talk, it's all talk But car and they Casper Side-stepping, ghost-riding Twerf through it She don't want what I master She trying to take all my money Trying to make me believe Bet you think I'm a dumb man Okay, yeah, I heard that backstory in there. I, I, I you feel me? You I get it. Me? I get it. No, thanks for the context, and, <laughs> and I think everybody's been there. So th- that's Shoot. 
Yeah. Um, is that a is that a theme throughout your music or, or <laughs> like because I, I I know like people could dedicate entire records right. to that kind of thing, right? But, you know, uh, not this this for now has just been a one it's been a one off nice one off song. So yeah, yeah, it might come back. It might be who knows. So this is really cool because um, <clears throat> I don't often get a chance to hear hip hop artists actually perform acoustically. What what yeah. is, and live like that? You're playing piano, rapping at the exactly. same time, and and in a band format. So this is, this is uh distinctive. This is really different. Mm-hmm. So you, you guys have a, a an acoustic setup. Do you what what is your other live setups? Yeah, we have we have like a full um full live setup, you know, where we where you know, I um get off off the piano and it's more like traditional rapping. Okay, but, yeah, yeah. But that's definitely like my thing and, and like, you know, even going to college it was like the whole time actually after like I told you about the story in Boston, um like I, I was taking rapping very seriously, and I was started taking piano very seriously. But I, I didn't really combine the two until my senior year. So the yeah. whole time I was like really focusing on getting a very, very good without even the thought of like combining them. And so my senior year, when I was like, "Why am I like these are my two passions? Like why don't I bring them together?" Like yeah, oh, duh. And then <clears throat> that's really what sparked the idea of like p- piano rap. <laughs> I yeah know, like, right yeah <laughs> and it takes a lot of independence too because you got your hands going yeah and and uh rapping at the same time it's oh probably, yeah my guess is like you got your brain divided in half to manage all oh that. i mean at first oh yeah definitely at first like i could it, it took a it took a long time to get feeling comfortable and like smooth yeah but now it feels like you know second it's like riding a bike or whatever yeah but um no it does take a minute to, <laughs> to get down yeah 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 and Jaron and Mike, your roles change. Um, how, how does it change when the when the show gets bigger and and live? Mike, you play also a bit of guitar in the set. Oh yeah, so in the set we run it with uh, with tracks, and so one of the songs I'm playing bass, but then halfway through the song I I gotta switch really really quick and get ah, on see, my guitar, and yeah, yeah. get it all set up, and make us you know take some solos, and then give but, a fire solo, yeah, <laughs> fire nice, solos, nice. noodle, you know, straight yeah, yeah, on the yeah, guitar, yeah, yeah. like every guitar player, yeah. Yeah, but it's a bigger product. It's a big production. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's live. much bigger. You know, we run tracks for pretty much everything that we do, so yeah. it it kind of fills it out. I mean, I think part of what's dope about doing a strip down is it feels really intimate. But when you're putting on a big show, you want it to be as like ridiculous and over the top as possible. Yeah, so yeah. People get excited over it, so and also get Sugi out from behind the piano. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's you another. Know, yeah. I definitely love jumping around and just being hype like a regular, right, right, right. Like a regular rapper. He's got some too. moves. He can dance a little yeah, okay. bit. All right. oh, yeah. Thank you. Bro. That's a preview. <laughs> that's a preview. I never heard him say that before. <laughs> All right. All right. So now our listeners got something to look forward to when they get out and see you Oh, live, yeah. No, so. and definitely with the tracks. They hate it because I literally change the tracks like every time. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I, yeah. I try to make it like that musical experience where there's like there's so many hits <laughs> in yeah. the tracks yeah. that like, you know, with regular tracks, it's like you play the beat and he raps over it. But to me, I'm like, no, you got to hit it on like the three and of the, right. you know. Right, so right. I'll get very musical with the tracks as well, which which I like yeah. very much. Yeah, very good. <clears throat> so uh, this uh, this experience they had in Boston, this seems um, yeah. like a really lasting, deep impact experience Definitely. for you. Um, did it start to influence or was that sort of part of how you started to write songs that deal with social justice issues was that connected or is yeah just, you come i mean from a different place i mean definitely since it, it was definitely like definitely like seeing like you know the, the there's so many things messed up with with the entire prison system but especially especially juveniles like you know i'd meet i'd meet people there that you know 
it was sad. It was sad from two perspectives because it's like, man, they literally spent their entire childhood like behind bars, and when they get out at eighteen, like, you know, they're expected to like function normally and like find a job, but they haven't even made it through high school or nothing like that. So it's just like very much set up for for them to fail, and you know, it's all it's all black and brown people, so yeah. it's like you know. And the actually, it's crazy because the most problems I had were actually with the with the prison guards. Like they they really don't care about like mm-hmm. them anyway. And they gave us the most problems. Like a lot of times they wouldn't let us in, and and we had to like, you know, start arguing with them to let us in. And then they'd be like, no, like because they'd be like, it's a liability to have them in these rooms. And so um, <clears throat> there's a lot of problems that they had, and and. You know, I saw, I saw them like, you know, there, there'd be guards in there and then we'd be having our little session and then the security guard would come in and start like distracting us. And then he would start cussing out one of the kids. And I was like, yo, bro, like, what are you doing? Wow. And then you just leave, you know? Wow. And then it's like, it's, it's really messed up. Um, so it's like seeing that and then, um, you know, just seeing like <laughs> the typical injustices that everyone sees, you know, on the news and just seeing how parent like it really is especially in los angeles like especially especially where i grew up so i grew up in like uh you know i would say like very there was a like low income white population Mm -hmm. and then there was latino population but um so pretty much my experience growing up was you know i had a lot of people just i was i was there was only four black kids in my high school Mm. me included um and so there's just a lot of ignorance like involved and like like one experience that uh, I always think about is like when I was in middle school because he and here's the thing too like when I was growing up sorry my my thoughts are joking go man go (laughs) my thoughts like um when you're a kid like you don't see things as messed up it's only like after the fact when you grow up and you think back to it Right. so at the time I was like oh this is normal like it wasn't really affecting me like negatively but there was like so many experiences where in middle school, like, I would try to play basketball at recess, and they'd be like, no, nah, like, we don't want to play with you because you're black. Like, you'd be too good. You'd make it, like, too unfair. So they literally just wouldn't, wouldn't let me play, like, with them. And so mm, I just have to, mm. like, go shoot by myself. Or, like, if I sat in the, if on the bus, like, I happened to sit in the back, like, everyone would just start pointing and laughing at me. And, like, if there was chicken involved, like, you know, oh, they'd be man. like, oh, God, you want this chicken? You know, just, like, typical stuff, Kool-Aid, like, watermelon. Watermelon was the worst because a, a lot of kids, I don't know how, but a lot of kids had watermelon at lunch, so they would just, like, toss it at me or something. You want the grinds? You want the grinds? Mm. I know you like the shit. You know, and... Um, <laughs> That's unbelievable. I mean, it's, sorry, it's very believable. It's very believable. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's, it's uh, uh, you're right, in real time, you probably don't yeah. even know how to process that. Yeah, yeah. no, it, in the real time, I I just accept it as like, oh, like this is this is what life is like. You know, you get made fun of if you're black. Like mm. you just get put down. Like that's so. I'm just gonna like roll with it. It's gonna be cool. Like I don't care. And that's kind of experience. And then you know when I went to college and and like really really thought about it. Like really had time to like be like, man, like I was like real fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like even like even like tiny things like. On the basketball team, um, <clears throat> there was like more than one time where I'd hear the opposing coach be like, it, like talking to his players. He'd be like, "Who should I guard? Who should I guard?" He's like, "Guard the black one. Guard the black one." It's like, bro, like I have a number. Like every time he yeah. used to say, "Guard number nine or like you know, so just like little things like that. 
um, that, you know, I think back to and it's like, man, like at the time it didn't really get to me, but now that I see it, like definitely yeah. got to me. And how can you not as an artist reflect on that and write on that? I mean, it's got to come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it definitely influenced like, yeah. So and that seems like this is a good example of what feeds your writing into the next song that we're going to hear. Yeah, exactly. Victimized, right? Yeah, so. Victimized. So Victimized is is, is a song about, because um, I feel like um, everyone, you know, no matter what their background, no matter what their their um, experience, they always get, like, the world kind of just, like, bombards them with, uh, like, negativity. Mm-hmm. And uh, these negative influences that, you know, you can't really control and are just going to keep pounding on you through through your entire life. And and so yeah, and so in my case, like I it was sort of sort of talking about the negativity that comes with just like being black and, yeah. and all the things that I had to deal with. And then um <clears throat> and just seeing like how it really can like shape people because like even even those kids like, you know, I was talking about Boston, like, you know, like you just hear it a few times, like, bro, like we don't live like those white kids across the street. Like, you know, we ain't meant we ain't meant to like be living good right so it's like it's like reverse psychology where they think just because those kids over there like are well off like that's not for them and so and so it's just like like the psychology of man all the negative shit that you hear Mm -hmm. is now flipping your mentality to be like man i don't even i myself don't even deserve to like be better off right so it's like this whole thing that you know um you see and and um and yeah, so it's really victimized is more about a song about not becoming an, a victim to the negative influences or that negativity that's just going to be on you throughout your entire life. But that cycle is is a very powerful, heavy cycle to break out of. Definitely, like outside definitely, of. like you talk to people from the hood and they will be like, "I ain't leaving the hood because you know I'm I'm hood like right. I ain't gonna live with those white people like." So, and it's like, I'm going to just grind it out and die hustling. Mm. So it's like definitely a thing. Wow. All right. Well, with that, let's have Sugi, Jaren, and Mike play us victimized. Sugi Dax. Change 
me just a nigga Cause I'm focusing on just getting paid So pay me in jail time, I ain't a crime I'm trying to feed the fan All you want is luxury, don't fuck with me I'm close to falling off the edge But I gotta make this bread Forest taken by the fence, see it's different We're coming closer to falling apart, see it's different It's who we are, it's why the difference, I'm not gonna back down No, my name, I won't be victimized No, no, tell me I'm dangerous No way, make me a criminal No way, call me an animal So okay, say what you gonna say One day it's gonna change What you really gonna do? Maybe we could trade shoes Ooh, run it back, run it back I said, ooh, none of that, none of that I don't think your motherfuckers can handle that I can speak the truth with just a piano So realize that when you demonize You're only furthering the demise Tired of suffering Just a victim of the system Now we're up against color lines Caution tape, I've had enough of it Just a product of a slave Though my skin is not a grave Not a day goes by where I don't ask Why isn't there a better life? Those to come, those among the beaten, bruised and battle wants to be victimized. No, no, tell me I'm dangerous. Hey, make me a criminal. No way, call me an animal. So okay, say what you gon' say. One day it's gonna change who I am. Great song. And I can hear all of that experience and understanding and anger wrapped up into it. Um, that was I appreciate that. Thanks, man. No worries. Yeah, yeah. So what do you guys, as a band or as an artist, have ahead of you? What would you like to accomplish? Man. Big dreams, bro. Okay. Um, conquer the world? Conquer. Yeah, yeah, man. I think once I'm able to do like stadium okay. stuff, like, cause I already got an idea of like what I do, it'd be crazy. Like, you'd be doing so much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so you that's, keep Jaren, that's Jaren on board for the stadium too. Oh right? yeah, he's gonna have to have four more limbs to yeah, accomplish right, what right. I want. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like in terms of the gigantic, you know. But I love this. Far you, off. You dreams. have a vision for that. You have a vision for that that level of oh yeah success in a platform. Yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. Um, and then in terms of like the short term, like you know what I've been talking to them about is like trying to find a way to like go on tour. We've been playing a bunch of shows in Los Angeles, and right. we even did like one in San Diego. So we're like kind of getting outside of Los Angeles too, but. We've pretty much been doing like a bunch of shows in Los Angeles and like getting like a lot of great feedback and a lot of uh, great opportunities from it. So I think the next step for us is um, to sort of like branch out and try to put together something where we hit like multiple cities. Yeah. So that's definitely in the works. And then um, it's interesting because I feel like as far as um, Kyle, I feel like he just or Sugi does really good at... um, taking it to the next level with his production. So I feel like a lot of times yeah. with rap, you know, you go to a show and it's just them playing tracks and rapping and um, there isn't a whole bunch of presentation included mm-hmm. in it because that's supposed to be the presentation. So they'll get hype, but they don't really, there's no showmanship behind it necessarily. But, you know, he's 
Um, he has, you know, choreographed things that he does and he puts on a show for people and he, you know, he has his lights timed to the set. So he brings his own oh, lights okay. to the show. So things that like you would traditionally only experience in like an EDM show or something like that, you know, he brings all those elements to try to make the show as professional at this stage as possible. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it, so it's a total live experience. Yeah, definitely. You're going for it. That's great, man. I, I love that. Um, and there's some recordings out that our listeners can check out now. Yeah. Um, even while you're building the, new recordings. Yeah, the the most re- recent thing is an EP. It's called Black Coffee. It's on all the sites. So you can definitely go give it a listen. Outstanding. Outstanding. All right. Well, the next tune that you guys wanted to play for me is The Journey. What's the what's yeah. the backstory to this tune? <laughs> this one's crazy. This is the so I wrote this one when I was working at Chipotle. It's crazy. <laughs> so I was um I bet Chipotle is actually the 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 <laughs> launching point for a lot of songs. Yo, I'm yo, just saying, uh, low you know, key. Yeah, Chipotle was the best. Do- no, yeah. it was just mostly the worst. And Chipotle, <laughs> I, was to, oh, I was about to say Chipotle. But, if you'd like to I sponsor mean, this podcast, here's the thing. Here's going, the uh, thing. <laughs> if you need to work Chipotle, you get free Chipotle if you work there. Oh. So I literally didn't buy groceries. I didn't get tired of it because Chipotle is fire. So for all you trying to grind it out there, all right. There go to go. Chipotle. Okay, so but you wrote free. this song. So I wrote this song going to going to Chipotle because you know I was very much down in the dumps and I was like, man, life sucks. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I just need to write something to like help myself to like get myself back to like a place where I'm like happy again. So, <clears throat> so yeah. And this next song is called "The Journey." It's more just about like trying to find like happiness again. Just for yeah, so it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't. I honestly didn't write it like in a happy place. I wrote it because I was like very sad. (laughs) But you wanted to get to a happy. Yeah, so I wrote it as like my own. So that was very much like a therapy kind of like musical experience. I guess you could say. Yeah, that's important. All right, let's uh, let's hear this. Yeah. So from Sugi Dax with Jaren and Mike, this is the journey. Cause life ain't no easy journey. But we're only here for a minute I'ma make the most of every single day Bad dreams and all this crying But don't you ever think for a minute It ain't worth it, stop your whining We gon' make it, we are here to stay You gotta get your wrist up in the sky uh, Giving you more than five uh, Minutes to diminish the hardest Bigger than any man, woman, or child Bigger than iPhones, bigger than MacBooks Bigger than posts that won't stay afloat But don't you know the nose to playing the own I'm taking the throne, so baby get it in the way I'm about to get it in the maze All of you all I do is lose it, use the music for the pain What's up, I gotta say, what's up, I gotta say uh. Cause life ain't no easy journey But we're only here for a minute I'ma make the most of every single day Bad dreams and all this crying but don't you ever think for a minute It ain't worth it, stop your whining We gon' make it, we are here to stay like, uh hey. Begging on the homies, never knew another way Whether you got it, I gotta get it McDonald's and not a business, no models or five figures Calling my name, doing it wrong And when you're doing it alone And what you got wasn't there, I got the hit With those stands, the world is no fair, you know They don't stop me, no, I don't copy So I know cocky, hey. I got mouths to feed, and I better realize what I'm about to be. No one can talk sometimes to breathe. My nigga, you gon' see, you gon' see. 
nigga We gon' make it through We gon' break these bricks We no greatness is Cause lying ain't flying no easy journey But we're only here for a minute For a minute, it ain't worth it. Stop your whining. We gon' make your way out here to stay. Yes, I feel uplifted. <laughs> that helped me out. So, Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, which I, is in the end the goal, right? Is is for oh, yeah. the listeners to be uplifted and feel better. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, but I also I love in these three tunes that you presented today. We got three different subject matters, and Damn. and you know this isn't surface stuff. You're 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 writing with content. You're writing oh, yeah. with depth. Another thing I did in college was I was head of the spoken word. I totally forgot ah, about this. Yeah. So I was head of the spo- president of the spoken word club, and we like compete nationally, and like, uh, <clears throat> um, so like spoken word and slam poetry was like a big part of my like write like writing and yes. like, uh, I guess my writing background. So that's that's really where I draw from. from I can like, hear it from like a writing perspective. Yeah, I can definitely hear it. But I love the um, spoken word influence, the rap. But you also got some killing hooks, man. There's some melodies there that yeah, also are I mean, really that happening. Just, that just comes from piano and just knowing like the musician of being a piano player. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I, I think you're a special artist. I, I This has really been great afternoon to hear all of you yeah, and bro. hear more about what you do and everything. No, and, thank you. And thank I think the vision that you have of um, being on a big stage is can be very real, man. Oh, yeah, definitely, bro. So we're going to follow it, and uh, it's so great that we get a chance to um, hear it at this stage and because we're going to follow it until the next stage. So thank you very much. Where uh, where can our listeners follow you and keep up with you? Yep, yep. So you got the Instagram, Facebook, uh, Spotify, all that. Sugi Dax. It's S-U-G-I-D-A-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-